Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. back with the recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand, breaking down this interview that we did with our good friends, Kevin Harrington and Mark Tim about their new book, which yes, very exciting. excited. It's coming out <laughs> right now this week, if you're listening to this live as this episode airs. So let's get right into it. Babe, why don't you kick us off with your three takeaways? Well, one, and then I'll do one and then you know how it works. <laughs> I know how it works. <laughs> yeah. So my first and biggest takeaway is that your personal brand is a business. And if you don't treat it like a business, it will never be one. And I think so many people, at least that we interact with, come into this, that they have this passion and they have a message and they want to build a personal brand or they want to mm. grow their personal brand without the context of that is a business. Like you are now entering into the world of entrepreneurship, which means you have to know how to acquire business, i.e. sales and marketing. You have to know how to collect payments. You're going to have to know how to outsource staff. You're going to have to know how to create content. You're going to have to have a back-end system, which means you're going to have to have technology. Not to mention there's going to be an investment right? There are all of these things to create the infrastructure of how a business runs. And that is the same thing as building and monetizing your personal brand. And I loved how they talked about it. And they're like, they're the same. A personal brand is a business. So you must treat it like one. Yeah, that's good. And it's interesting to see someone so successful at business, Kevin, now investing so much into his personal brand, his own personal brand. And I mean, my first big takeaway, clearly, obviously, the whole discussion about their book is about the power of mentors. And I think specifically, I thought it was so cool, you know, when Kevin listed off these mentors, big ones, he was listing (laughs) off, you know, big ones. But then, you know, he talks about us and he talked about Russell Brunson. We're both younger than him. Mm -hmm. And so, 
I thought that was so cool, just his open humility about the idea. A mentor of, doesn't have an age. Doesn't have I love an that. age. Yeah, that was good. And I mean, I feel honored to do it because he's incredible. And then also Mark. Mark is also a client of ours and also somebody that I would view as a mentor. As a mm-hmm. as a mentor. But who is mentoring you? Mm-hmm. Like who's pouring into your life right now? Who's teaching you that is outside of your spouse? Somebody that's like helping guide you. And believing in you. And believing in you and cheering you on and challenging you and warning you about things to look ahead and inspiring, you know, part of your vision. So you got to have a mentor. And I, I actually think, you know, that's kind of like what our business is in a way. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's coaching and strategy. But so anyways, I, I just, I love that. And I thought that was super humble of Kevin. Yeah, that probably stuck out to you because you have tons of mentors. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, my whole life has been... Since you were little. Yeah. I mean, always multiple mentors at any given point. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I am who I am because I've had mm-hmm. so many mentors. I think it's really hard to find mentors, right? Rory talks about having mentors all the time. And I turned 37 this year, 37, just a couple of months ago. And- young spring chicken. <laughs> You're my young spring chicken, baby. Yeah, well, that was for as long as possible. And I thought it was really interesting too because I knew that you were going to say that because you've had so many mentors. But I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever had one solidified mentor in my life. And I've had a really hard time about finding people that I want to be mentored by. And maybe that's just because I have a mental block about it or I haven't tried hard enough, which is probably part of it. But I've instead invested so much more into like conferences and courses. And it's like, I'm at the point in my life where it's like, I really want a mentor. It's like, I've gone to the conferences and seminars and courses. And I love those. I actually really, really enjoy that. But I also, I know that I need a mentor. So I'm actually really genuinely excited about this book and some of the resources that they've offered, because it's like, actually, I'm going to investigate that. And I think that takes really intentional effort because I don't think you can just find one. I think there is a process to finding something and someone that is worth investing your time into because it's not just your mentor's time. It's your time as a mentee Mm -hmm. as well. It's both people's times. And I think so often we talk about the mentor, but hey, the mentee is also has to be committed into investing all this time and energy into it. And perhaps maybe that's why I've never had when I haven't had enough time or been willing to give enough time into it. But I think that's something that you do really, really well. Thank you. Yeah. Side note. Side, side note. note. But that's good. Yeah, that's interesting to have <laughs> your- Quick detour. I would say we're on opposite ends of the spectrum and how yeah. number of mentors that we have had. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally separate there. Which is interesting because my second point was the value of having a mentor, but what to look for in one. And that is really what I picked up on. And I loved what he said. And I'd never heard this Zig Ziglar quote before. And I loved it. And I wrote it down. And it he says, Zig Ziglar said this. And I think it was Mark who mentioned this on the interview. He said, You do not drown by falling in water. Mm. You drown by staying in the water. I thought that was just really, really good. And he said, he said, that is really important that you find a mentor who has experienced failure. Yeah, that was awesome. And I love that because I think so often we search for the people who've always done it right. And it's like, well, one, that's impossible. Right? You can't have, you cannot be uber successful and have always done it right. Um, and if so, I would just caution that. And I just, I'm more interested in learning from the person who's been to hell and back. 
I'm more interested in going, what happened? How can I make sure I don't do that? So tell me what tips and tools and techniques and mindsets and tell me what to do to make sure that doesn't happen as well as what to do. But then to also have the emotional and mental capacity of resilience Mm -hmm. and just grace and fortitude and all the things that come with struggle and hardship and failure. And also by someone who lets you fail and going, failing is a part of the process and it's okay. And in fact, I encourage you to fail, do it more and do it often and then learn from it. What do you do with a failure? But I feel like you can really only do that if you are learning from people who are willing to say, I failed. I fail all the time. It's a daily occurrence for me in some arena of my life, and that's okay. And it's okay if you fail too. It doesn't have to be perfect and right the very first time that you do it. And I I love just that whole concept of you need mentors who have failed, that have not always gotten it right, but who have figured it out along the way, because you will not get it right every single time, and that's okay. I just thought that was really helpful. That's great. Yeah. I mean, having someone there to give you perspective to help you pick yourself back up when something goes wrong because, you know, it will. And that is really, really cool. So my second takeaway, which I I actually talked a little bit about in the interview is is from Mark Tim of just, you know, he actually incorporated his family, which Mm -hmm. I thought was interesting that it's this mindset that you run your home like a business because here's the truth. Anyone who runs a household runs a business. <laughs> like running a household is running a business. There's a constant- One that never closes. Yes, just a daily flow of things that happen in cyclical nature over and over. And it needs strategy so and it needs systems and it needs money and it needs resources. It needs time and planning. And and some of y'all out there, like, you know, mostly, I mean, I'm going to say mostly, I'm going to say mostly you moms, like (laughs) you're running at least two businesses. Like if you're managing a personal brand and you're managing a household and you have a job, like you got three businesses going on, like you have to get help and think about it in that way and have permission, I think, to think about it that way. Because sometimes we think, oh, it's just like my home life, but it's, it's like, no, it, it does take so many people and resources and to have Mark say it directly, like run this like a business, do what you would do, the way you would organize a business, do that with your family. And I just thought that was powerful and really a good reminder and just clear permission. Yeah. Well, I feel like if husbands and wives, or even if you're a single parent, but if you guys treated it like that, I feel like maybe that would incline more men to step into what are the functioning roles of running a household. Yeah. Maybe if you were able to relate to it more. And that's what Mark talked about. He goes, I was having a hard time. I was giving my best to work until I realized, no, it's like, my family is like running a business. My household is like a business. So how can I take what I learn at work, what I do at work and bring it home to better improve our home life and family life and all the things. And I thought that was really good. I love that. Yeah, I knew that's yeah, powerful for me. personally. I knew like way back when that was something that he talked about that we were just in awe of then and still now. And I think there's a lot of men that would go, I run a family, kids, like, I don't know what to do. But if you go, oh, run a business and just apply those things at home, you go, oh, okay. I see that. I could do that. Yeah. Uh, 
AJ is looking at me here. I'm sitting here realizing like, crap, I have a bunch <laughs> more stuff I could be doing. I'm not, I'm not doing Yeah, No, no, not at all. Well, keep going. Yeah. So my third one is the concept of collaboration. Is this is something that Kevin talked about kind of close to the end of the interview. Mm-hmm. I think you asked him like, what's one thing that you would tell to aspiring personal brands? And he said, collaborate. Like, don't forget the power of a borrowed audience. Don't forget the power of the indirect connections that you get. Don't forget that the power of two is better than one and five is better than two. And uh, he talked about all these collaboration projects that he has been on and is on. His whole career is basically one giant collaboration Collaboration after the next. He is the prime example of what that looks like. And I think that hit it home to me because collaboration is one of the core six values that we have here at Brain Builders Group. And I hope our team doesn't mind me sharing this publicly. But over the summer with our core team, we did these, what we call core value check-ins and mm-hmm. they rate themselves and we rate them. And we say, all right, where, how are we doing on our core values? And collaboration was fifth out of six was low down on the list and everyone self-identified like I'm not good at collaborating like I'm not I'm not good I'm a doer I'm a you know I'm a high d task driven a type person knock it out get stuff done by myself like I'm just let me mark it off my list go 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 and it was a very big aha moment to us to be like whoa (laughs) we got to slow down and create the space and time for synergy and collaboration and conversation and brainstorming and strategizing because that is what it is. And it's the concept of somebody else seeing something that you can't see. And quite honestly, that is why Brand Builders Group exists. It's why we exist. It is the whole reason that we exist. And yeah, we can act like mentors and coaches, but really we're collaborators on your personal brand. And it is time to step back and go, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? Or how do I do more of this? Or how does someone else do it? Or why does it feel like there's some secret Mm -hmm. out there that everyone else knows that I don't know? Like who hasn't filled me in on this? And I just feel like that is what we do. But yet, our own team would be like, yeah, we suck at this. Um, We need to do so much better. (laughs) And I just kind of feel like for everyone, like if you're not collaborating with someone, why not? And what are you missing because you're not? Yeah, that that is so huge. And it kind of comes back again to the power of mentorship and like partnership. And that was my thing too, was partnership. Because it's interesting, you're talking about it from clients at Brand Builders, like as part of what we do is collaborate with you, but also Brand Builders exist because of our collaborations with our affiliate partners. Like a huge percentage of our revenue, like 60%-ish. 50 to 60. 50 to 60 comes from someone else introducing clients to us. Like we go on their podcast or they do an email blast or some other campaign that we do. And because we offer one-on-one coaching, most of our affiliate partners don't like they're not in the business of one-on-one and so we're able to bring something to them and their audience that they can't provide and because we started the company from scratch we didn't have an audience we have we're, we're rebuilding our audience so they're bringing the audience and I think this is Kevin's whole thing which is always stuck with me as he said the key to negotiation is a win-win yeah and he will actually turn down deals because people are giving him too much of a percentage because he's going, if you're wanting me to take that much percentage, you're expecting me to do more than I can do. And you're not getting enough reward for what you have to do to make this successful. Yeah. What? I mean, 
that is a total, like just a different way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's like, you know, he's not really a shark. I mean, it's ironic that he's on the shark tank because he's, he's a collaborator. He's not really like a shark in terms of where that term comes from. (laughs) He's, he's going, how can we partner to create something bigger together where we both win? And what a simple philosophy that has. But this concept of you know, being equally yoked in the sense of, hey, we have equal risk and equal responsibility and equal reward. Or, or relevant risk to right. our Not equal our per se. and Yeah, but it's like equal in the terms of we have something to win or lose here. We're in it together. Yeah. It's fair. I love that. So anyways, <laughs> I mean, it's not every day you get to talk to someone who's like sold billions of dollars of stuff and been on Shark been a part of hundreds of companies, hundreds. hundreds. Yes, and then and and, and, and Mark personal yeah. jinx. <laughs> me a pop. So listen to the interview. It was so good. Really, you know, some great wisdom in there. You know, you can tell how much we endear them. Are in yeah, endear them. I don't know what we're talking about. I like them very much. We like them a lot. (laughs) And like, I'm personally so excited about this new book, Mentor to Millions. They've got awesome resources. So make sure you check out all the links and just, you know, go get a mentor. Go get a mentor. Thanks for being here. Catch you next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 